Hello, this is Mary Lee, and you're listening to On the Wings of Love, a Bachelor podcast. A Bachelor fanatic's review and analysis of all your favorite Bachelor contestants. All right, guys, welcome back. We are on episode eight of the hometowns of Peter season. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it's finally here. Um, quite an episode, definitely different than I expected. But uh, before we get to the episode, two things to know. One, at the end of this episode, I'm going to talk more in detail about Crystal and Goose's recent news. Um, so stay tuned for that. And let's just get to it. I have Chelsea, my producer with me. Chelsea, did you see that Listen to Your Heart premiere? I did. I had heard little rumors about it, but watching the actual trailer, I was like, it's real. It's happening. I think it looks like the worst thing ever. <laughs> um, so this is coming from someone who spends hours watching, you know, an experiment that Nick Lachey did on Netflix. Some like horrible show about love. I started and it last night. Love is blind. Yes. Love is blind. I watched like four episodes. <gasps> it's so bad. <laughs> so bad it's but, a, it's oh my a gosh. social experiment it's interesting fun to watch though <laughs> yeah honestly it's like background noise okay so guys don't take me too seriously that I really like I'm obsessed with these kind of shows because I'm not bachelor however obsessed um <laughs> but listen to your heart like what the heck is this spinoff like it makes me wonder did the, did ABC just get like more airtime has Bachelor been crushing it in the game the numbers game with like making a lot of money that they were like look you can take up more spots because normally there's the Bachelor takes a little break you know for a few months like April May June and then either the Bachelorette comes back on in May usually that's what's happened the Bachelorette will come back on in May and then Paradise so I'm really curious like how long this listen to your heart is going to premiere for. And then if we're going to have a bachelorette before paradise, uh, there's also supposed to be a summer games, the bachelor summer games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be new, but I don't know. I just don't think I can get down for this. Listen to your heart. <laughs> I think this is their response to the Jed situation. All the people coming on the show, looking to get their music out there. They already, you know, sponsor these like uh, D-list singers and country musicians um, on the one-on-one date episodes. So it seemed like, it seemed like, and if you think about it, primetime television these days is mostly singing competition shows. I mean, that's the reality of it. Like most of the, maybe just mostly the middle of the country loves those shows. So bachelor was just like, let's get in on this. Let's combine, you know, people's love for finding their person love and being a country music star. I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It just, it was so weird. Like watching the intros of these people get out of the limo into the mansion And I was just looking at it like, this is not the same thing. Like, this is not the same thing as The Bachelor. And Mm -hmm. I, there was just, I don't even, I can't put my finger on it, but I was just like, I know I'm going to watch this and I feel like I'm going to be severely disappointed. (laughs) And by disappointed, maybe I'll actually like 
be happy because I was right that it's horrible, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So it just looks crazy. So, um, yeah. Are you, are you going to watch it? Probably. Well, I mean, why not? There's a little, you go through a little withdrawal period between bachelor shows. So it's like perfect for that sort of thing. Just a little something to keep you going. Well, I do have to let my listeners know, I, I really don't think I'm going to do a breakdown of Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart. Yeah, we don't. Okay. <laughs> I said it here first. When April comes, I will just have interviews. So look forward to April and May for more interviews from people in Bachelor Nation because I find that far more interesting than this new show that's coming on. So, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll, we'll comment on it a little bit Uh Oh, gosh. I just don't know what to do. All this change. So, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get back to the normal uh, flow of things with hometowns, though, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, So the episode starts in Knoxville Mm -hmm. with Hannah Ann's date. And so I don't know if this goes through anyone else's mind, but I'm always thinking, like, was this really the order in which it was filmed? Because so the, the way they show us, they show us Knoxville to then... Iowa to then Alabama and then Virginia beach. And I have to wonder, like, I think geographically it would make more sense to do Knoxville and then Alabama. And then I don't know what the flights are. And then I guess do Iowa and then Virginia beach, but I don't know. I would love to figure out if there's a way to figure out what the order really was. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think Peter's this sort of guy just feels like, Whenever he's with someone, they're his everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like today, Hannah Ann is my favorite. And then the next day, Kelsey's my favorite. And the next day, it's like, I think he's just so in the moment that it, <laughs> his feelings are constantly changing. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is not a guy who is, you can sense who his number one is from the beginning. Because I think he like, actually how do I say this I don't think he's thinking with his head I think he's thinking with his um body (laughs) (laughs) he seems like a people pleaser he likes to tell people what they want to hear and he wants to be like the good guy yeah yeah all right well we'll see how that works out for him but uh all right, so Hannah Ann's date right they go axe throwing I thought that was cute um it also looks so like was for someone with anxiety, it looks so stress inducing. Like, really? Yeah. And my sister's been to one uh, an axe throwing place where it's like a bar. There's like drinks, and I'm thinking like, how is that safe? <laughs> oh god, <laughs> doesn't that seem a little risky? <laughs> oh god. But it does look fun. I did want to be like, I, how would I do? Would I would I miss it that many times in a row? <laughs> they yeah. event- he eventually got like a bullseye. You know, I was recently at a group thing in the city. Um, if you don't know, I live in New York City, if you're listening. And someone suggested, like, why don't, you know, the group, why don't we all go axe throwing? And I looked at the person like, are you kidding me? Like, where is their axe throwing in New York City? And found out there's one in Jersey City and there's one in Brooklyn. So <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, which I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I guess people from Jersey... I mean, Jersey City is really close to the city, but mm-hmm. moral of the story is like there's clearly not axe throwing in, in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, I thought it was cute. She did that with him. Mm-hmm. 
So I took notes of her top, like, or his top six reasons of why he loves her or why he's falling for her or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, right. Number one was like how intentional you are Um, Two, how you give me butterflies every time I see you. I just, it reminded me of Becca when he said that. Wasn't it Becca who said like, you give me butterflies? No, it was, it was Colton and Cassie. Hmm. Butterflies. Colton and Cassie were butterflies. Do you remember that? Oh. line to Colton was like, here's some butterflies. And she had like a box mm-hmm. of butterflies and was wearing like a floral dress. And then she would always tell Col- Colton he gave her butterflies. Mm-hmm. I, I see a definite connection here. And Peter's not an idiot. He's definitely like, okay, this was something that was used on The Bachelor once, once upon a time because he's watched it. So... I don't know. I think he's saying all the right things. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three was how artistic you are. Four was the giggle you make when you think something's really funny. Five, that you have a name for every dress you wear. And then six was something about she has the most beautiful eyes he's seen. And that's mm-hmm. as far as I got. Like, mm-hmm. I really had to, like, look really hard to even see that. Mm-hmm. But, uh yeah, so uh, that's why Peter loves Hannah Ann. Mm-hmm. It reminded me know. of like when people give the like journal pages or like the scrapbook at one of those last dates. And it seems a little like, I feel like this is a little try hard. Like we don't know each other all that well, but like we have a good connection. But like, do we really need like a, photo album like a scrapbook no well so <laughs> of our I bachelor experience thing. it's already on television like we can go back and watch it anytime we want right I think I said this last episode but I sensed that um so the last episode before this hometown date was um Peter had a three-on-one with um Hannah Ann Kelly and Victoria And I remember going into that date thinking, like, I guess if those are the three left, I think he'll get rid of Hannah Ann. Um, And I think in her mind, she kind of maybe had thought that, too. So I think this was like her last ditch effort Mm -hmm. because the girls could see that he clearly liked Kelly a lot from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And also Victoria had gotten a lot of praise. Um, So at this point, you know, Hannah Ann's only had a one on one date and it was the week prior so I think her writing this note to him was kind of a latch ditch effort of like, no, 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 I really like you. You like me too. Here's, you should like me. Here's a note, you know, with yeah. her like hearted eyes. And so anyway, that being said, I thought this was very kind of telling on Peter's part that he would write her a note and like, you know, whether he wrote it on the plane or back in Lima himself that he would like take the time to write to her specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That says a lot for me that like she's final contender. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's, uh, he's thinking about her obviously. And yeah, I think part I of know. it might be like him also kind of trying to reassure himself because he has some doubts about her. So it might, that might be part of the reason why he writes something like this. Okay, like, what are all the reasons I actually really like her? Okay, well, maybe that's enough to outweigh the questions of whether she's ready for marriage or not. Mm-hmm. Right, because I think anyone watching this show would say, of all the women, she's the least ready for marriage. She's a model. She travels for her job. She's a very, like, fun personality. 
you know, she doesn't give off any vibes that like she's looking to settle down anytime soon Mm -hmm. with the husband, um, which is fine. And she shouldn't have to settle down, but, um, you are on a show that says at the end of your six weeks, you're willing to accept a proposal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, whatever it, it is what it is, but mm-hmm. that's the list that he gave her. And then, um, so then they go to her house, <sighs> you know, I actually was a little bit touched by Hannah Ann's mom crying. Mm-hmm. I thought that was sweet. And you can tell that she has a very close relationship with her mother, um, I kind of get the vibe that she's still like a little girl, like mm-hmm. her, I know she's the oldest, but like the way they interacted and the way she interacted with her family, I just sense a, a youthfulness to like how she feels as an adult. Like, I just don't really see her as an adult in this situation. I see her as this like cute girl who's like fresh out of college age and I don't know, like some women at 22, 23, 24 are really mature and some are not. And mm-hmm. it's, there's nothing right or wrong about that. Um, but yeah, I just don't really see her like flying the nest and being dependent and being independent, first of all, mm-hmm. fully independent, um, because it's not really stated that she doesn't live at home, right? Like this is to me kind of the elephant in the room. Like where does Hannah Ann live? she live at home with her parents? Mm-hmm. And for that matter, where does Madison live? Does she live with her parents? Cause it doesn't say like, Oh, they left and they moved on and <laughs> got a studio apartment, you know, like mm-hmm. let's be real. Hannah, Hannah Brown and last season was very frank about it. She's like, I live with my parents. Here's my room. It's messy. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. right before she went on the bachelorette, she lived with her parents. No shame, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like I'm getting from Hannah Ann like this vibe and maybe it's the production that like, Oh no, no, no. Hannah's mature. Hannah like travels for her modeling jobs. But I'm like, and, and Hannah lives at home with her parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Is it just me? No, I think that a lot of the girls do some of this like posturing and they're not completely open um, about their situations because they're trying to make themselves look more appealing. And I think that's just kind of like the name of the game at this point. Ugh, I just Ugh. hate posturing. I feel like no. posturing like gets you to the final two or three and then, or even the winner. And then you like break up an engagement six months later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I, w- I don't think they would last too, too long. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, the date continues. Um, I don't know. Her dad was interesting. I think he asked a good question. He's like, where are you at as far as how you see yourself with these other girls and how you see yourself with Hannah? And I really hated Peter's answer here. It was super indirect. And he didn't say, well, with the girls, I see this. And with Hannah Ann or with Hannah Ann, I see this. He was just like, there's something real here. What the heck? Like, come on. Like, honestly, if I had been Peter's dad, I'd be like, bad reason. Not good enough. Like, I hope you have a nice time. But like, I would have been really aggressive. Like, please don't say I love you to my daughter unless she's the final one. Like, I would have made it that explicit. Mm -hmm. Because now Peter takes us as, 
oh, well, unless I'm really feeling like I'm falling in love, I shouldn't say it. But he's like, no, no, no. I'm really feeling like I'm falling in love. So I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. And like, it felt like a total disregard for what her dad had just instructed him. And I don't know. I feel like he's way too comfortable with these families for the most part. So we're on Hannah Ann. Mm-hmm. He's way too comfortable with, he just doesn't seem nervous enough that I don't think that she's the final one. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like I'm nervous to enjoy. Like, I, it just let's bring it back to Colton for a second. When Colton came to Cassie's family, he was definitely nervous. Like he knew this was his girl. He needed to impress this family. And there was a different energy on Colton's end to how he approached it all. Mm-hmm. I did not sense that with Peter. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I just, I don't really see this as like, this is it. This is like, there's enough depth to like make this last. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you might be yeah. right there. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> At least we're, we're on the same team for once. How is that possible? <laughs> we never agree anymore. <laughs> Sorry, that's uh lately I feel like on these recaps, like anyone for anyone listening, like uh Chelsea's been on several of these with me and I feel like we have total different opinions about the girls and like, you know, yeah. how he's gonna go with certain women and yeah, I'm shocked that we both are like, No, I don't see it with him and Hannah Ann. Not that we don't we get where it's coming from, but Yeah. No, <sighs> it is. It's a rare it's a rare occurrence. It is. And you know what? <laughs> love is rare. Real love. I mean, we're both married, so we should know, um, you know, what it really takes um, to be in a lasting relationship. So, yeah. right. I mean, you've been with your husband for over 12 years, right? Yeah, we've been together like dating and we never, we actually surprisingly never broke up. Like I have lots of friends who, you know, broke up at some point during their dating years but um we didn't break up at all so we we've been together for a little over 13 years but married for over 10 oh my gosh yeah that's so amazing it's real crazy to think about <laughs> it's it's awesome but it's yeah. great and and that's what peter strives for in all this and yeah. i just think he has to listen to his heart you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like the tv show like the tv show <laughs> Oh gosh. So anyway, Kelsey date is next. Um, I never thought this would be super intense, but nonetheless, we still need to go to Des Moines, Iowa. Mm -hmm. I love this hometown date. I thought this was like one of the best ideas I had seen in a long time. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And here the other shoe drops. No, um, the, I, I think going to a winery is cool. No, but like what they did, they like stomped on the wine. Yeah, but like that's not like actual bottled. wine. Those were not gra- wine grapes. Oh, right. <laughs> Those I were like know. table grapes. But I, I understand the idea of it was like yeah. just some sort of activity, but there's no way that that little winery in Des Moines is like stomping on grapes on a regular basis. So it's like something they only do in like Paris, France, like up in the hills. And that's not true. I know people have done in like Virginia. Yeah. Well, it's probably very similar to that where it's like a bucket with some table grapes from Costco in it. (laughs) (laughs) So my, what my understanding, my limited understanding is that like, so if 
those are real grapes, like if they are for the wine, then they will use that. They still have to like filter that a lot after that, Mm -hmm. after they stomp on them. Mm -hmm. And like that wine or those grapes wouldn't be used for like another year. So Mm -hmm. it's like a completely early, early stage of the process compared to, you know, the little chemistry experience experiment they had at the table where they had right. a bunch of different wines and they poured it and created a wine. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, so anyway, I love the date. I was like, this sounds like so much fun. Husband, if you're listening, you can take <laughs> me here or somewhere like this one day. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. Um, it was very cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun it activity. Like, totally. I think Chelsea, Chelsea, Kelsey, <laughs> feels like the chillest girl like if I were to pick one of these girls to be my friend it would be Kelsey Hmm. I think she's so easy to hang with I think she like has a really like minus the champagne gate which (laughs) we managed to forget about um she has like such an easy energy and I just I really like her so and I don't think it's editing I think I think it's her I think she seems really cool and easy and that's her. I think it's herself. Um, obviously Peter likes her a lot. He respects her. He said that there's an aftertaste always that always leaves you wanting more. And that's how he feels about Kelsey Mm -hmm. that like, he always feels like he wants more, but you know, if you listen carefully, he's not really feeling it. He's just saying the cheesy things about Kelsey. He's not like I'm falling in love with her. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been watching this show for too long, so I just, nothing ever surprises me. So mm-hmm. when it got to the end of the episode and she was eliminated, I was like, mm, not super surprised. Um, because yeah. he just, he didn't light up when she said he was in love with her. Mm-hmm. And that is such a telltale sign. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh shit, I don't feel that way, but let me smile and not make you feel bad in this moment, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Kelsey's family was sweet. I think they're so pretty. Were you like shocked at how beautiful her mother and her sisters were? I mean, they all look like twins. They look <laughs> like clones of each other. I think that's like literally what I said. They're clones. <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful clones. I'm like, who was her father to leave that woman? What a horrible man. Ugh. Um, but uh, um, okay, this is something that uh, one of my friends brought up, and I've yeah, I've been curious about this in the past, but I don't know if we've ever talked about it. Um, huh. This house felt like it was not lived in. It felt like an Airbnb home. Did you like scope out any of this house? Like, is this something I've heard that they that the Bachelor will do this sometimes? Um, where they will like rent out a home that's like better for filming maybe um but it yes, didn't so that is feel, true they'll do that. It did not feel like they lived in that house there was like well, I'm gonna, there was like a what ping pong table like in the in the living room and that was like one of the major signs like my friend brought it up and then I was like oh yeah maybe and I was like well they might just have like really good style like her mom just might have really good taste um, because it was like very trendy looking mm-hmm. like the tile, the, 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 like every, every room seemed like very on trend, um, versus with like the color schemes and like the, the decoration, the finishes. Um, mm. but the, 
ping pong table in the living room was like, there's no way this family that has like three grown female uh, children have like this like ping pong table in the middle of their living room. It felt like an Airbnb. But I don't know. What do you think? Oh my gosh. I haven't like put on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I will note that like, okay, comparing the four hometowns, Hannah Ann, Kelsey, Madison, Madison's home was pretty nice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Victoria. So what, <sighs> I thought watching it that Kelsey's family looked the most put together of all the four families. Mm-hmm. Um, they were physically the most beautiful. I thought they all dressed pretty like modern and like well, you know, um, like they weren't like wearing like flashy clothes, but they looked like they had style. So I, I just remember getting that short impression of like, Oh, they all look like with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which you might be listening and judge me for saying that, but I, I don't know. I thought they looked good. Mm-hmm. So I guess in my mind, and I know Kelsey's career is she's a professional like clother mm-hmm. or like she dresses people. Mm-hmm. So I just assume that they're artistic and they're intelligent. Like, you know what I mean? They have mm-hmm. that finances and the creative liberties to create a beautiful home. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I took it, but maybe I'm yeah. Totally... Like it felt very normal. Like this is their to me. House. It felt normal. Okay. Yeah, but I would. I'll go back and watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. I'll go back. Yeah, we should do some research on like whether production will do that for hometowns. They do do that. They do do I that. Know they'll they rent that. places. Oh, I know that for a fact. Oh, okay. So it's for possible, but for you, it didn't seem like a. Yeah, it didn't it's stand out. It's definitely possible. So yes, yeah. so production has done this in the past. I'm not trying to say like one out of four families they'll do this for it, but there have been certain seasons where for whatever reason, the home wasn't the right size living room or say, I don't know, maybe the location was not the best to film. So they have done this in the past. Mm. Um, so yes, what you're saying is possible, but I don't, I don't know for a fact. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. I don't really have any other notes about Kelsey, you know, like mm. I guess her exit. I mean, I felt bad for her, but I was also like, Kelsey, you can do so much better. Like mm. you're level headed. You're beautiful. I just think she needs to meet better guys, you know, yeah. honestly. Um, do you so, think she's like bachelorette material or do you think she's like, I think she's solidly bachelor in paradise, but so I don't know about Bachelorette. Let's get to Bachelorette after we recap these hometowns. Okay. Because I have a lot of thoughts on Ooh, that. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, Kelsey leaves. Um, I really hope she didn't fall super deeply. And I hope it just like cut the wound like a lot sooner. The fact mm-hmm. that he let her go now. Because mm-hmm. I think she just would have been way more emotional and fallen harder if he had kept her. You know? And yeah. If anything, it's better he let her go now and she's gone and she can heal and hopefully be in a relationship soon. Have you ever been on vacation and just wish you had someone with a better camera, with a better eye, who could capture that perfect photo for your memory? 
Well, now you can. There's an app called Flytographer. And let me tell you, they're freaking amazing. So I use Flytographer on my trip to Honolulu with my husband, and I cannot recommend them enough. Going on their website, I was able to pick a photographer of a number of photographers. I was able to see their past work. And then I was able to even pick the shooting location. Often the photographer would recommend other locations or time of day. And so in this one space, I was able to pick a photographer, see their rate and schedule everything in one app. So with this code, you can book your fly photographer shoot anywhere in the world. I'm talking anywhere from Rome to Paris to Fiji, wherever you want to go. The code is Merrily Green. That's M-A-R-I-L-E-E, green with an E at the end. And with this, you can get $50 off your next shoot. So wherever you're going on your next vacation, use Fly Photographer. They're freaking amazing and you won't regret it. Ever feel like you have nothing to wear? Like every day you look in your closet and all your clothes look boring and not interesting and you just want something different to wear, right? Well, that's where Rent the Runway comes in. I have been using Rent the Runway since 2017 and actually well before then. Um, But they have this awesome program called Rent the Runway Unlimited, which means that all the time you have a rotating wardrobe in your closet. So here's how it works. Rent the Runway will ship to you via UPS four items. And at any given time, you have, you know, as many items of those four items. You wear those four items and then you return them. And immediately you pick out four new items. So at all times, you have four new pieces to your wardrobe. Rent the Runway has everything from designer handbags and jewelry uh, to the most beautiful coats and sweaters. And of course, what they're originally known for is their gowns. So if you have an upcoming event or if honestly you just want to wear something awesome to work every single day, use Rent the Runway Unlimited and use my code for, get this, $100 off your 30-day trial. That's $100. So that's normally Rent the Runway is $150 a month. Now it would be $50 for your first month. Use my code, and this is the long one, R-T-R-F-A-M-525-A-8-7. I'll say that again. For $100 off your first month, it's R-T-R-F-A-M-525-A-8-7. All right, get to it. You will thank me later. All right, Madison. Okay, so this really aged her. Mm-hmm. when the only thing they could show was her, the college campus, which I get like if she's from Auburn and her dad's a coach there, like, yeah, this would hold a lot of significance and weight in her life and her upbringing. Um, and we're talking her upbringing from like childhood and her college years. Um, but like, I just didn't even get the vibe. Okay. Here's the difference. So if you're like a year out of college and you're like fully immersed in like an adult life, you might be like, hey, let's drive around. Like, here's my favorite restaurant or my favorite coffee shop. Let's grab coffee there first. Um, Or 
You know what I mean? Like you might mm-hmm. have like your favorite spots. Hey, let's like grab a, a day drink or let's, you know, kind of unwind together, the two of us. And I thought it was telling of what her life is like that her unwinding, so to speak, is like walking the college campus and like showing him like the chant they do, like the little cheer. And mm-hmm. I just feel like she's so immersed in college culture and coming from a family who's very immersed in college culture. Um, I grew up like having to choose, like, are you going to be a Duke blue devil? Or are you going to be a Carolina Tar Heel? Um, mm-hmm. I get it. You know, like college sports is like a real intense environment and people love it. You know, like my dad's in his eighties and he still loves it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess just, I just felt like she was like still a college girl, like watching this whole date, like that being said, there's so many awesome things about it. Like Charles Barkley sent them a message and she got mm-hmm. to play with Peter inside the stadium. And I mean, she was killing it on the basketball court. Like, don't get me wrong. I mm-hmm. loved all of that. I think Madison is like the most joyful person. I just adore her. Mm-hmm. But I just, this really aged her to be really young to me. And there was nothing on about this day date or night date that read to me like, I could see the two of them in real life doing life together. Yeah, that is kind of true. I mean, I think maybe it would have been between like this or like going to her church, it seems like. And maybe <laughs> this was the better option. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, I mean, I like, I like, yeah, I, I agree. Page. Yeah. But I mean, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's not just like, I'm, I'm not bashing on Madison or production for choosing Auburn. I think it was a great date idea to play basketball. I just, mm-hmm. all of it was centered around that and nothing about like, Hey, like my, a normal day in my life is mm-hmm. like going, I go to work in this area of Auburn and it's mm-hmm. a 20 minute drive. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like she's like part like a homebody. And I, I don't know. I just get this strong sense that like, Auburn live and die and like I I just don't really see her with Peter is the moral of the story (laughs) yeah I I could I could maybe agree with you there I think that they are compatible in a lot of ways but you're right I didn't necessarily see like a normal day for them like hanging out doing things that they would do on a regular basis like how often would they go to the stadium playing no but she might be like let's play a pickup game of basketball and he'll be like I'm gonna hurt my knees or I (laughs) I just Peter doesn't seem like the athletic type let's be honest like Mm -hmm. Madison would have been great for Luke P or for Tyler but not for Peter Mm -hmm. I just think Madison's a great person Mm -hmm. and obviously he's attracted to her Mm -hmm. but um I mean heck my husband even was like yeah she's hot I was like you can't say that she's yeah (laughs) inappropriate Uh, (laughs) but uh yeah I mean she's adorable of course don't get me wrong I just think that like at this point I'm looking at the tv show with the lens of like who is actually compatible with this lead and the lead being Peter Mm -hmm. um and you know it's like even like how their families were I think her family was nice obviously mm-hmm. and like how they had to point out oh we're toasting with sweet tea today I think they're trying to make the point that like we don't toast with wine like we're not going to offer you wine and the parents drink wine and Madison drinks wine just because she's 23 like 
I just maybe I'm not trying to say like, oh, that means they don't drink. That means they're hyper religious. Honestly, maybe they just don't drink a lot or maybe they didn't want to invite it in for that date. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I respect that decision. I just I I totally don't see their vibe getting being uh, I don't see them matching the vibe of Peter's family where yeah. Peter's parents are chanting about him having sex in a windmill four times. Yeah. They just don't. It's like opposite. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely agree with that. It's yeah. It's interesting to think of those families joining together. They wouldn't. And like I can say right here, I do not think he'll be with Madison. If he is, shock me, Bachelor Nation. Like mm-hmm. truly shock me. Um. But yeah, I really, really just don't see it. I've watched too many seasons of this, which we'll get to who I think the F1 will be and all that. But I, yeah, I just don't see it. I think, um, anyway, back to their, you know, being in the house. Mm-hmm. I love that her mother asked um, Madison the question. She's like, why are you still here? Great question. Mm-hmm. Like ask your daughter that hard question. Like, why do you think you're still here? What do you think he likes about you? And, um, man, again, I was just like, Madison, freaking spell it out for him. Like you need to stop and spell it out for this man, what faith looks like for you mm-hmm. and that you're saving yourself for marriage and that you go to church every Sunday and Tuesdays and Thursdays or the conferences every other month or whatever it is. Cause she does all those things. Like she needs to spell that out for him. And yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just like watching this, I'm like, this is going to come to a crashing halt. And I don't care how in love with her he might be, because he might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think it will last because unless she's like, let me toss my morals to the wind completely, which she's not like Hannah Brown. She's not going to be like, no, I'm confident that like I can be a Christian and still have sex multiple times. I just don't see that. Yeah, it seems like she's pretty um pretty close with her family. Um that Fair her close. and she has younger siblings as well, it seemed like. And I think that sometimes can make a difference for your decision making. And like if it seemed like, I mean, her little sister was like, "You are a role model. You are like perfection in my or I don't remember exactly what she yes, said she did. it was but so sweet. it seemed like Madison probably looks at that as like I am an example for my younger sibling like I yes. I will be so firm in what I believe and and it's it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's a thing that's super like personal for her it's something that she shares with her family and friends so, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think she's not going to be open. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, I hope for her protection. And I wrote down, I freaking love Chad. <laughs> Chad's her dad, by the way. Um, he looks like a baby college student. There's he like, died. There's so cute. Like, my sister found a photo on, her, on Madison's Instagram where her dad has like his shaggy hair like across his forehead and like a backwards ball ha- ball cap, uh-huh. and my sister was like, "Look at this lax bro! <laughs> like he's just <laughs> like he looks so young." Oh, 
I mean, they could have only been, he might be like 50. So yeah. he probably isn't that old. I think and it's just he, his face looks young and he has like kind of shaggy hair. It's turning, it's graying a little, but he, he does look young. And he works with, with college students. I'm sure they keep him young too. Totally, totally. Um, Yeah, I just think he's such a good dad. It's like it came through the camera lens. Like I thought that was very sweet that the coach kind of was like, let me tell you about the Pruitts and, you know, Pruitts or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so that spoke volumes to me that he came in and you could tell his connection with Madison was very genuine. And mm-hmm. Charles Barkley sent a message. I was like, this girl is loved. This girl is cared for. She is treasured. And you can tell that comes from her parents first and foremost. So, mm-hmm. you know, the dad saying on camera that, you know, reminding her when you were a little baby, I laid my hands on you and prayed for your future husband. And what did that have her do that? That had her like crying, like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, my dad's right. So I will say for people that aren't super religious or aren't used to that sort of thing, that seems a little creepy. <laughs> they probably do think that's, creepy. um, but, but I, I can totally understand how she would see that as like, he is protective of me, but because he wants the best for me and he's been like thinking about my future his entire life. And like, sometimes I can get into a gray area of like expectations versus like, you know, letting your child have their own life versus like the life that you want them to have. Um, but yeah, I think she, and I think Peter took it the way he intended it to like, yeah, I will honor your, your daughter. And I want her to be the person that she is. And I think I might be the right one for her. Yeah. But he doesn't know this. He, oh, he thinks he might know. be the right one for her if he's allowed to bone her. Yeah. If, if <laughs> he doesn't know yet to... that he can't. <laughs> he may be like, wait, what? I got to wait a year to do this. Uh, retract. I can have sex with the other two women. That's easy. Yep. And they like me and I like that. I mean, like, come on. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't see it. Also, I just want to note this. So again, this is like podcast. Um, I just want to be honest about who I am and how I'm narrating this season is mm-hmm. I am a Christian and I want that to be made known. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be a Christian and listen to this and you don't have to agree with me, obviously. And it's not even about agreeing. Like, honestly, I want, I have a lot of friends who are Jewish a lot. And, um, I have other friends who are totally different faiths, Baha'i, Islam or Muslim, I should say. Um, so I'm super as a person, um, open and respectful to people of various faiths. Mm. That being said, um, as because I see Jesus and the Lord as the truth that I subscribe to, um, you know, I can relate so much to Madison here. Mm-hmm. And I just want to note this. She said at the end of the day, after Peter walked away, she said, I'm still trying to figure out if our spirits and our souls are compatible. And there's a lot weighing on that. And Again, this is not the end of the season. We don't know how it's fully going to play out, but I just want to like unpack that a little bit for you. If you're read, if you're listening and you're like, maybe that doesn't mean a lot, whatever. I think this is a huge statement that she's figuring out if their spirits and souls are compatible. So as a Christian, we say that 
we as Christians have Holy spirits inside of us, um, which is basically God inside of us. And other people might call that their conscience, um, or listen to yourself, but Christians call that their Holy spirit. And I think that's, she didn't say holy, but she said our spirits. Um, I think she's weighing our, are their Holy spirits meant to be for each other. And I'm just an observer, but watching this and seeing her like break down with like a, the turmoil that she had, I would be really, God can do anything and like, who knows what's going to happen in the future. But I think if she's this like in conflict in her spirit right now, I don't think it's right. Mm. Um, granted, I can't be the judge of her Holy spirit, but typically like there isn't conflict when you are a Christian and like you feel at peace with something, then that's the Holy spirit saying, yes, move forward. This is good. But if you're in such like deep conflict, like if I had met my husband and, and the first, you know, month of dating, I had sensed like, I just don't feel right about dating this guy. Cause he feels this way. And I believe this, if that had been the case, we would not be married today. You know, like if, if his beliefs had differed so much than what mine were, our lifestyles were so different, like we would not be compatible. So, um, I think her and Peter's compatibility is totally going to hinge on how they present themselves to each other. And if they're truly honest with their themselves Mm -hmm. and they could, we could watch the show unfold and see them together at the end of this and that, um, they are together and I, I don't know. I just hope they're being honest is all I can say. I hope they're being honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I could see, I could see it going lots of different ways. I was just trying to imagine the, like after the final rose and the conversations that they'll have with each other sitting in front of Chris Harrison. And I'm like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Can't wait to find out. Yeah, it will be. But I agree. I don't think they're, I don't know. I don't think we'll end up together. It'll be interesting. I mean, anything's possible. Mm. Uh, But yeah. So that's Madison's date. And finally, we get to the fourth date. (laughs) Starts off great, ends up in a disaster. Um, Victoria in Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, Peter with his frickin' I misses you. I swear to all four of these girls, he had said, I miss you. Mm-hmm. All four. And yep. Victoria, he goes, I miss you. She's like, I missed you. And then he's like, I missed you a lot. I'm like, oh my God, this is nauseating. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, ugh. Um, anyway, but this, watching them, I was like, this makes sense. This makes perfect sense. Because think about it. He lives in California. He's on the beach. She lives in Virginia Beach on the beach. Um, they're similar in age and they genuinely have chemistry together. And like, you saw him even talk to the camera. He was like, I don't even care what we do today. Like, I'm just like, he literally, I, I just get this feeling that like, there's so much bad of the edit. So, okay. I guess I'll get to more of it later, but I'll just talk about what we saw mm-hmm. and then we can unpack what, we really think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so they took old photos together, um, where they dressed up in costume and took black and white photos. Um, and then I thought this was so cute. So she's like, Oh, we're going to go to my favorite spot now. So first they, he meets her dog. 
So like that's real life. Then they like do something quirky and fun, which doesn't require a talent, doesn't require like anything, but just like connecting with one another, Mm -hmm. like taking photos and being goofy. Mm -hmm. And then they go to a concert and some country singer, Hunter Hayes was singing. And I, the part that was like clicker for me, both of them knew the words. Yeah, like, this, what the heck? this seemed like a redo of their Chase Rice date. Like, let's do this again, but like with someone you haven't, like with something that's not going to be awkward. Totally. And like someone Peter likes and like Peter's like, I love this. She's like, I love it too. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Mm-hmm. And it makes me go like, I don't know if they've talked about Hunter Hayes like before this date or just like, what are the odds that I feel like Peter mm-hmm. and Victoria's taste is pretty similar And look, you can totally get married with people with someone you have completely different activities in common with, right? Like I could have married someone who loves rap music and I don't know, EMD. What is that called? Uh, Oh, yeah. Electronic. Electronic music. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. What is is that? EMD or what's that? EDM. (laughs) Yeah. I remember I once dated a guy who was like, I love EDM. I was like, what's that? And then I listened to it. And I was like, oh, I can't get down with this. Like, <laughs> uh, not my vibe. Um, but yeah, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you can totally end up with someone who's different than you and has different tastes. But like, let's be real. It's so much easier to have a best friend where you like doing similar things together. And they clearly have like kind of similar interests, like mm-hmm. hanging out like country music like they're both I don't know I just feel like it makes sense mm-hmm. um yeah I agree um but yeah so they do that date then this girl Marissa comes up and I wrote down in my notes as he was talking to her I was like I bet he dated her <laughs> so I'm so glad he later was like yeah this girl I once dated um back eight years ago mm. so I'm like dude um if you dated someone eight years ago, like does her opinion really matter? Like eight years ago, like eight years ago for me, I I would never be married to the person I dated eight years ago. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's so long ago. Like Peter was like 20 eight years ago. So I don't know, but I just thought it was like, uh, producer driven again. Like personally, maybe mm-hmm. it's not producer driven, but I feel like it was producer driven. Like maybe she found the producer and was like, oh, I actually know Peter. Or maybe they like, I don't know. I just, well, it doesn't add up. Well, but have you heard the, there. have you heard the rumors about Victoria F? No. What her? Oh, <laughs> well, Remember Victoria F and Marissa. Yeah, well, yes. So I don't know if we've talked about this at all, but um, we have talked about her White Lives Matter. Um, or the, Mar- the Marlin modeling camp. for the. Yes. Let's not call it White well, Lives but, Matter. It wasn't White well, Lives Matter. Well, but they used the, they did use the slogan White Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter, which is connected very obviously to those campaigns, which are political. Sure, so, that's a little bit, but from a factual basis, it was a Marlin campaign. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's disturbing to me. Of course, I think our listeners know by now I'm half black. Black Lives Matter is an important cause for me. Um, anyone that's going to support that sort of slogan is 
um, uh, questionable as to their like personal thoughts about um, equality. So I, I, I'm I, like hesitant fair. around it, um, around that whole thing. But just to bring up that modeling gig that she did, um, that's something that's been in the news um, and that we've talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, beyond that, there are, uh, there have been many tips and I think these have been tips to reality Steve and this might be why we don't know too much about it because neither of us want to want any spoilers. Um, no, I don't. But some of my friends have um, have shared with me that there have been some tips to reality Steve that she has um, been a part of a couple uh, relationships where infidelity was involved so they were married she was the mistress is that the term that we use the side these days chick. yeah the side yeah chick. um and they've been like relationships of like friends hus- with friends husbands um so multiple more than one at least i think has have been like kind of confirmed by like uh, ex friends of hers or like ex wives of these husbands. Um, so I think for me, knowing a little bit of that backstory of what's like happening on the internet and what like buzz there is around Victoria F, this girl coming up to Peter at this date in her hometown was not surprising to me. And I actually was like, oh, finally, someone's talking about this thing that she's broken up relationships, that she's broken up marriages. Um, So to me, I was like, okay, finally, Peter's going to get a little bit of like the picture of who she is. And for me, and I know, and I'm just going to speculate here for just one second. I know nothing about her. And of course she seems, um, she seems like you said, compatible with him in a lot of ways. And um, I was rooting for her kind of from the beginning because of her insecurity, but I'm kind of seeing it as like a complete, like package of who she is like I'm like oh this insecurity kind of goes hand in hand with these accusations like I get I get it now like it it would make a little more sense that like oh she's super insecure she does some things that are like a little bit desperate to get reassurance um Mm -hmm. so to me it wasn't it wasn't surprising and it's possible that the that the producers um that she, maybe she approached one of the producers or maybe she was one of the people that reached out to reality Steve or somehow she got totally. involved and it's in her hometown. Like, you know, she's there. She heard about this concert. I'm sure a bunch of Victoria's friends were there um, and just used it as an opportunity to be like, okay, I think we need to put this out in the open. I was always wondering like, is this not going to come up until the after the final rose because it seems like a pretty big de- deal it's like a pretty big accusation like at the very least she should get an opportunity to like defend herself um she didn't really say much about it in the conversation well, they didn't talk about it he said, brought it up but they didn't talk about it for much they did or if they did they didn't air it but that being yeah. said the girl marissa never said she broke up marriages or she broke up I forget the way she worded it. She may have said relationships. Yeah. I think she said relationships. Um, 
She just, I don't know if she seems that. She just said, like, you should watch out for her, basically. She used to be my friend. We're not anymore. I've reached out to her. Mm. And so I want to tell you this. So I think she said they she's broken up relationships. Oh, oh, she did say that? I think she did. I guess. Because that's one of the things Peter said to her. She said, he said, you know, she came to me and said that you've broken up really and she said i've never broken up a relationship and that's the only thing she's ever said that she said about that the rest of their um their argument was really just about nothing just about them fighting so here's my thought on that and this is all accusation we have no idea the the real truth of it all Mm -hmm. um well, two things I want to comment. First, on the Marlins, um, Victoria on this past Saturday night put up in her story a comment about the uh, We Love Marlins campaign. And I want to read it to you all um, because it went away and you probably never saw it. Um, but she did it like in the form of notes. So if like on your Apple phone, if you write a note and you screenshot it, that's how she did it. So here's what she wrote in regards to what you were saying, Chelsea, earlier about mm. her modeling. She said, I would like to sincerely apologize for my involvement with We Love Marlins. My intention was only to support an endangered species. I want to say that I unequivocally, unequivocally reject the beliefs of the white lives matter movement or any propaganda that supports racism of any kind. I would like to specifically apologize to people of color that are affected by racism daily. It was never my intention to add fuel to the racial fire in this country. This has truly been an educational moment for me. And I hope to be a voice against racism moving forward. I hope I can be shown grace as I navigate through this process. Great. I think that's the perfect response. Totally. I think um, her saying it was edu- this has been an educational moment for her, mm. I think is really key. So yeah, she's not how defending I, it in any way. She's saying, I no. see why this hurts people. And, and she's also saying, like, that was clearly never my intention. Like, mm. I, I don't know. I think. I think that's why I've been kind of giving her the benefit of the doubt, not Mm. because I don't love, even if I was half black, like I love, I think you probably, if you probably feel differently than I do. Right. And I am not you. So I can't understand it the way you understand it. But like, um, I still, obviously I, I like the black lives matter campaign personally. And of course that's offensive if she were outwardly supporting a white lives matter movement. I I took it as ignorance. I took it as she was probably like 24, 25 when she did it. She was like, Oh, you can make some extra money on the side. It's for the Marlins. I I don't think she probably thought too much into it. And then Mm -hmm. she probably got the active wear and put it on and it didn't say white lives matter. It said, you know, the Marlin thing. And then, you well, know, said, I'm sure oh, just her, her hat said WLM. It said white lives matter. But I mean, I guess what I'm yeah, saying is I, I, could see, I, I could construe it being like the naive perspective. And I take her to be a little naive, a little, um, and definitely insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that feeds into a lot of things. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like her. Anyway, response. So that was, that was her statement. Yeah. Um, but then as far as the accusations of infidelity and all that, like 
look, my only feedback is it takes two to tango. And I don't think Victoria would have broken up the marriages. I think one marriages can survive infidelity. So anyone who says they can't, it's not true. Uh, plenty of marriages have survived it. And number two, it's the other half of the marriage who hooked up. If he, if the man hooked up with Victoria and this is an, if mm. he's the one who ruined his marriage, not Victoria. He yeah. did it. Yeah. So that's like, I'm just know. saying as far as like a, as far as like a potential red flag for like your future spouse. I, I don't know. I feel like I have more forgiveness than that. Can I be completely honest? Yeah. I think there's so many people. If we all looked at everyone as like, you're the sum of the worst things you've ever done. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would ha- get enough forgiveness to move on in their lives. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I mean, I got married in my 30s, dated a ton, and I've heard a thousand stories of, you know, interesting past. And um I, I think anything is forgivable if there will, if there's change involved and there's a want and a desire to change or, just, mm-hmm. you know, start new paths. So I guess what I'm saying is I think it's possible whether it was her or a guy who broke up a marriage or broke up a relationship from cheating. I think it's possible for that to change mm-hmm. um, if she's in a loving, healthy relationship. So that's just my take I on agree. it. No, I agree with that. Um, uh, it seems like I think that's why I was like looking at this as like an opportunity for her to be like, oh, wow. OK, so let's have a adult conversation about this, <laughs> um, you know, and just like talk about it. She she didn't give him much. I mean, it, it's also a little like jarring I'm sure she was in shock like oh wow we're gonna have this conversation right now and there are a bunch of cameras around me um which maybe fueled part of her reaction um of just kind of like of just kind of like saying that he was what did she say call him like moody or something you're in a mood or something like that (laughs) um you know as opposed to like having an uh, having a on an honest conversation it just seems like she doesn't have great communication skills and she has mm-hmm. a really hard time um accepting um accepting that she makes mistakes like some people just have a really really hard time for whatever reason maybe they've never seen it um never seen it done in a healthy way in their families or in their home or in their schools mm-hmm. or like They've never seen anyone apologize for anything or take responsibility for things. Um, It can be really hard, especially when it's like someone that you really like and want to potentially like have a relationship with. So I get I get her reaction. I hope that they'll talk a little more about it, maybe in After the Final Rose or something where she'll have an opportunity to make a well-formed statement like you just read. Where she mm-hmm. might be able to say, like, um, you know, like, I've learned from my past relationships and experiences or, you know, like, I'm not perfect. I never said I was, um, but I value, like, marriage and monogamy or, like, whatever she can say to um, to kind of, like, reassure Peter. Because I think you're right. People can change and, and move forward. There has to be kind of, like, a a humility though first Mm -hmm. um and she doesn't seem to have that 
so far? I I think she's so caught off guard here. You know, I, I think she's very reactionary. Um, I mean, let's be honest. Hannah Brown was our last bachelorette. And she's incredibly reactionary. Mm-hmm. So re- being reactionary is, makes for great television. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's true. I think producers sense that in her early on. Uh, and, like, let's look at the four girls for a second, okay? You have Madison, who's, like, incredibly even killed so to speak like will not say a bad word about anyone hannah ann who's animated but you know can be reserved and kelsey and so if four four girls left they know they need to create a show with drama Mm -hmm. how can they create drama and i think victoria is smart enough i really do sense this that she's like the date starts out and she's thinking like okay we can finally have a good day like, I'm confident right now because she's just landed back at home. She seemed really confident during the day date, mm-hmm. which honestly, confidence is a huge. Every man will say, I, I love her confidence. I love her confidence. Like men love confidence. So I think she was probably really attractive to Peter during the day. But the moment the producers put her in an environment where she feels not confident, she's going to flounder. Mm-hmm. And the producers know it. And they know like how to get a reaction out of her. And I think she's like, she even said it like, can I not catch a break? You know, like I, I think it was dirty on the producer's part to let that happen. Then that's just my opinion. Hmm. Or they should have told Peter like, Hey Peter, I know it's on your mind with that girl said, but like have your date with Victoria and then bring it up with her after. But like you need to like, Let's be real. The producers can coddle Peter a little bit like, hey, I know that seemed weird. But Peter, you also haven't seen that girl in eight years. Like you really, Mm -hmm. you know, like even as I'm talking now, like how many times do any of us talk to a friend or a counselor or therapist and you go in in one mood and you leave the conversation completely different. Right. Mm -hmm. It seems that Peter leaves the situation. and He just like fixates on the negative. And so he fixated on this negative information from Marissa And I don't know, I, I could see, do I think Victoria handled it well? Uh, no, I think she needs to work on her communication for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think she was valid in asking him, like, it seems like you're taking her side and like, why do you have to come in here? You're about to meet my family. And this is what you have to focus on. You're like literally about to meet my family. And instead you just want to like, Hey, some girl who I know eight years ago, like wants to tell me some gossip about you. Is this true? Is it not true? Like to me, that shows more about Peter's immaturity, which Mm. let's be real. Peter has shown so much immaturity throughout the season Mm. and like feeding into the drama and the gossip. So Mm. I just think producers know what they're doing here and they're okay with it all panning out this way. And I think that's rude, you know, like let him like enjoy the process of like happily, like enjoying these moments and, Mm. If things need to be discussed, I just, I think like Peter handled this really immaturely as well. Hmm. Yeah. I, I see for me, I'm like, I can understand his reaction a little more than hers. Hmm. Um, just because like you would ask just because that would, oh, I would not be able to stop thinking about it. Yeah. That would definitely be something I'm like, uh, no, I need to talk about this like right now. Um, but I don't know. That's just, 
That's just But wouldn't the way you approach it, like if you really like someone, wouldn't you like say this was your husband years ago? Mm -hmm. I think your approach might have been different than his. I think his approach was kind of like, I heard this. I was caught off guard. Um, He didn't even really give his opinion about it. He wasn't like, I heard this. I was caught off guard. But hey, that seemed really weird to me. Like, how do you, are you okay? And so I think... Mm. I yes. think I would have reacted very much like he did. I don't okay. know. I don't know. I'm trying to imagine it. I think I, you know what? I probably would have reacted worse. <laughs> I just think I probably would have come gonna... in there and been like, uh, hold on a second. Um, you have like cheated with people. Like I, like that to me seems not okay and like I'm a little concerned about this like please tell me something right now or else I need to walk away but I don't yeah, know that I would be my like just that would be like my gut reaction oh wow I just think he could have been like hey look this girl who I knew years ago dated her briefly said some negative things about you here's what she said but like I'm going to trust you first. So tell me your, your spin on the situation. What is your relationship with this girl? Like, because it really caught me off guard that she would say these things about you. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he didn't really give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And I'm sure they just exhausted each other with all the emotion that then he was like, all right, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. You know? So like, <sighs> I was just disappointed for like how it all went down. And yeah. I think they both led with their emotion instead of, mm-hmm. Like, you know, and this takes maturity. Again, this is why we need an older bachelor or an older bachelorette because mm-hmm. honestly, like, it's just like any relationship. When you're young, you want to lead with emotion and, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking like when you're, you just like go out at each other with crying or screaming or expressing yourselves forever and ever. Whereas now here I am like almost four years into a relationship, a marriage now, um, you know, if, if we know something's escalating, we both like go, all right, you know what? We should separate for a few minutes and like collect our thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like a mature reaction Mm -hmm. yeah, and a mature reaction to like take a break. And I think that's kind of what she was doing by walking away Mm -hmm. and we're just, and she expressed that to him. Like I applaud her for like, if that's what she needed, then good. And then she came back and was like, look, this is just overwhelming, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Did she turn it around completely? No, I wish she had. Mm-hmm. So I, I truly think they're both to blame. I think they both fed into the drama and they just let the emotions get the best of them. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Okay. So that's that. I mean, let's go through the rose ceremony and then let's discuss who we think the front runner is. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. So rose ceremony happens. Mm -hmm. I think they're back in LA. I don't know. It looked like the hangar that Jojo did a rose ceremony in. Oh, it just very much reminded me. She did a a rose ceremony in a hangar. Um, Very similar setup. Oh, wow. But I thought these girls were like getting glam. They were like looking stunning. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I was not into her pink bejeweled jumpsuit. Uh, it was a lot of rhinestones. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, 
totally get the vibe. She's to- mm-hmm. totally throwing the sporty vibe out. Like mm-hmm. I wear jumpsuits. Um, I'm not saying it's ugly. It's just like definitely not fashionable. If you lived in New York city, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you would like never wear that, but that's fine. Like, I think she's a, again, I love Madison. I think she's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here's like the opposite. The sex kitten, Hannah Ann, walks in with a super short black dress, low cut. I was like, mm-hmm. ugh, you don't do both. You never do low cut and short. You do one or the other. <laughs> and then I just like have to note on the dress because it's like, again, like finally then we get two classy dresses. Mm-hmm. Kelsey and Victoria are wearing like both low cut but Kelsey's is like normal length. Maybe it's like knee length. And Victoria's is like a mid Kelsey's length. was short. It was short. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was but short. you know what it was? I think the way it was draped, long sleeve. Yeah. It was long sleeve. That mm-hmm. helped. And it was draped. So it wasn't like sexy, sexy, open, low cut. It was like mm-hmm. skinny, low cut. Mm-hmm. So it like felt tasteful. And Victoria's felt tasteful too. Because it was like low cut, but like longer and mm-hmm. better quality dresses. I was just like. I mean, and maybe it's an age and money thing. Like Kelsey and Victoria can afford to buy nicer dresses than Hannah Ann and Madison. Mm. Uh, But Mm. I mean, I've bought plenty of cheap dresses in my day and you can buy tasteful things for cheap. Um, But I don't know. I think it's like an age thing. Like it makes sense to me. Like seeing how they dress. I'm like, yep. All right. (laughs) So I think some of it's age and some of it's just like how you like to express yourself, how comfortable you are, what you're used to, like what you feel sexy in. Mm. I don't know. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Mm. Um, Well, Victoria looks so insecure at the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't surprised that she got the rose over. I wasn't um, either. I was like, I felt like they were kind of setting it up to be this way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely not to her advantage that he did not meet her family. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I wasn't surprised. And and then, of course, they tease with like Madison finally like, Peter, I have to talk to you. I'm a virgin. Like, I just wanted them to show that now. But of course, they're going to wait and they're going to mm-hmm. start the you know what they're going to do. They're going to make episode nine all about Madison's virginity. Mm-hmm. That's totally what they're going to do. So yeah. I mean, I'm glad they waited to talk about it, at least, because sometimes that sort of thing can take over an entire season. <laughs> and I'm glad it didn't. I but you're right. It, it will probably be an entire episode. Yeah. It's, she should have let him know sooner. Maybe she. I don't know. Yeah. I was. I, right. I'm ready for that conversation already. I am, too. So let's discuss front runners for what happens at the end of the season, mm-hmm. what we think happens. Mm-hmm. And then... um. Who will be the next Bachelorette? Yeah. Um, okay. Front runners. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. And then I'm going to share. I kind of always thought Kelly was going to be the last one. <laughs> so now I have to revise. Um, I think Madison was kind of my next, but Victoria F is like really climbing up there for me. Cause I'm like, he likes her a lot. He's obviously putting up with the kind of, awkward situations chase race um and the miscommunications the sort of emotional manipulation that they've both kind of used on each other um 
I mean, he's clearly like, maybe he's had relationships that were like tumultuous like this in the past. And this just feels like right. Like if you aren't feeling this way, then you're not into it enough or something. I don't know. It just very much seems like he's like, like, yeah, that's normal. Like this is how love is or something. Um, Cause yeah, the like, fun, like love as, is tumultuous, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Almost like, I am here for it like this feels like like what a taste of like our relationship would be like because like let's be real he hasn't had any sort of conflict with Hannah Ann like there's no telling Mm -hmm. what their conflict resolution might look like or like what her um it, it seems like he just likes the like drama or something i mean he obviously fed into it the whole season um maybe it makes himself feel better knowing that someone's like you know i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know what it is seems like he it's like a high for him or something like he enjoys it (laughs) so you think it's victoria i think it's kind of victoria yeah so you think so let's your theory because I think by the time we're in final three, it's like, ah, theories are over and done with. We're too close to the end. We right. have that idea. Right. So your theory is that when his mom's like, go get her, he's talking about Victoria or what? No, I think he's probably talking about Madison, but I think he's, huh? Yeah. I think he's going to say Madison is left because I had sex with Victoria F or something. And his mom's going to be like, bring her home to us no don't let her go but I think that ultimately he's going to pick Victoria F because Madison won't I don't know I don't know do you what how do you feel about it all right. So I have spent way too many hours <laughs> stewing over this and thinking theories and philosophies and what this could possibly be. So here we go. I don't think it's Madison. Let me start by saying that. I gave a thorough analysis earlier in the episode, obviously, about what I think about their uh, compatibility And I just don't see it. I don't care how good of a heart he has. He is the guy who has condoms in his car seat pocket. And I don't care that that was just, you know, a year ago. And maybe now he's a changed man because he met this wonderful girl named Maddie Pruitt. Um, Yeah, I just don't see it. Mm -hmm. I don't see them sitting on the couch after the final rose and holding hands and kissing and being like, yeah, we're so happy. And She's moving from Alabama to California. You know, I'm picturing the end game. I'm picturing like what their life looks like. And I just don't see her sitting on the couch and them having that conversation. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to move out to California. And um, Peter is not going to have sex for a year. Or, or, oh, we're not going to discuss our sex life. I just do not see it. Do not see it. I see her coming in and she was one of the final two or three and well, obviously final two or three. And, uh, he's going to say, I have mad respect for you. I think you're an amazing woman. And, uh, I just wish you the best. I think she's getting kind of like a bachelorette edit. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll get to in a minute who I think the bachelorette will be. 
Mm-hmm. But I do think she's getting like a potential bachelorette edit. Mm-hmm. Um, people like her. She's obviously very likable. Um, he likes her. She's going to fall for him more, I'm sure. Um, I just don't see it. So even the bring her home, I just don't think it's Madison. Mm-hmm. So that's my theory, number one. Number yeah. two and three. I have two theories here. Okay. So I... And this is also coming off of past season. So this is like my educated thought. Um, I'm first going to bring up Sean Lowe's season. Sean Lowe is season 17 of The Bachelor. And if you guys recall, he is the only Bachelor to have married his final winner. And that's Catherine. Happily married now, three kids later. Um, Well, Sean Lowe did not take Catherine on a date until week six. And Catherine was the girl who kind of like flew under the radar, you know, like as far as um, production wise, we weren't getting a huge edit um, of her. Um, She wasn't getting like a crazy amount of screen time is what is what I mean. Mm -hmm. And she got her first one on one on week six. And so I think as a viewer at that point, you had nine girls left and she got a rose. I don't think people were thinking, well, he just had his first one-on-one. She's not going to be the winner. Like, there were a few other girls who clearly had a lot more screen time, had intense feelings for him. Like, you just didn't see it coming with Catherine. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, obviously, she was the one he picked. Well, what does that tell me? I have a feeling it's possible that's how Hannah Ann will be. Mm. Hannah Ann did not have a one-on-one with Peter until also week six. Um, has kind of flown under the radar enough. Um, I think that she got the first one-on-one. So here's how I look at it. Here's my two theories. If she's the winner, here's how they made it work. They had her have the drama with Kelsey in the beginning. Then they tried to show, they gave her a positive edit by showing that she mended things with Kelsey, that she and Kelsey were friends. But note this. When Kelsey said goodbye to the girl, she said, I love you to Victoria and I love you to Madison. She did not say I love you to Hannah Ann. Um, She hugged all three, but she only said I love you to Victoria and to Madison. So maybe she and Hannah Ann are not really close friends. And um, I'm only saying that as an example to say that if Hannah Ann's the winner, they wanted to edit her in a positive light with the other girls so that we would like her. Um, they also try to, um, they wanted to show us the letter she wrote. They want to build up the love story that he wrote her back. Um, because it's all about editing, right? If, if she's the love story, they need to build it up. Mm-hmm. Um, also if she's the love story, um, it would make sense. They showed some conflict with her father, not, you know, super approving of him. Um, and then also again, to prove that if she's the love story, um, I almost could see it as like almost like a process of elimination that she would win. So if she won, I'm not saying they would last and get married. I would just say that. All right. I'm going to bring it back to another bachelor, Matt Grant. Um, I want to say it was like number six or seven of the bachelors. He was an English British bachelor. He picked Shane Lamas and, um, I really feel like to some degree it was kind of like a process of elimination. Like he totally would have been more compatible with his final, his F2, the girl who was second place, Mm -hmm. but he chose Shane because Shane was an actor's daughter and she lived in LA and like had an exciting life and was kind of more in the, in the spotlight already. Mm -hmm. 
And then um, I feel like almost out of a process, process of elimination, like she would fit that public bachelor life better than his F2 girl would. And I think it's the same with Hannah Ann. I think Hannah Ann would fit his public bachelor life just fine. She would move to LA. She would do her modeling thing. She'd be best friends with Hannah G. You know, um, I could see that play out. Hmm. And I could see them, you know, building up their love story and us all being totally under the radar about it because we've been focusing on Madison. And my other theory is this, that um, she is left waiting at the altar. So there's a lot of clips of like, you know, the final episode. And from what I can see, it looks like Hannah Ann's like, um, so in the last episode, always the girl walks down. If the ba- it's the bachelor, she walks down a long staircase, walks to the bachelor, says some speech and she's always dressed so well, like some gown. And this is the one time production gives them a dress or they pick out a dress mm-hmm. for them. And, um, cause the rest of the season it's their clothes. So everything we saw on this last week, that's their clothes. Um, but production will pick out a dress for them. And they'll have their makeup done for that final rose ceremony. So just the final two girls will get this. Well, I have to tell you, in that clip with Hannah Ann, she looks like she's one of the final two because mm. she looks like she's dressed to the nines. Like mm. she looks, her her makeup looks great. It looks on point. She looks like nervous. So my guess is that she's one of the final two. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how they're like, they're showing these clips of like, Oh, something happened and it changes everything. And like Peter like pounds the bed and is like, what? Oh my God, I'm so confused. Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I have a weird feeling that then like Victoria comes back. Um, so it's not Victoria. Ad- yeah. F. Yes. Victoria. F. Okay. So my guess is that, um, on the next episode, final three, something's going to happen on their home, you know, the final three dates. And he's going to eliminate Victoria um, because maybe she didn't follow the same way the other girls did or I don't know. I think for whatever reason, he'll eliminate Victoria and she'll come back and it'll make him rethink everything and just like kind of question like, oh, my God, should I even like consider Victoria? Because I really do feel for her. Um, Hmm. I don't know. In a weird way, I I can see it just being like bothering him but I, I kind of in a weird way feel like it's going to be with Hannah Ann mm-hmm. um, just because she's getting the hand she's getting the edit for her being the winner yeah. at the same time I could also argue that I think it could be Victoria because of his Chase Rice comment on a podcast and just the fact that there's so much buzz around Victoria mm-hmm. there would only need to be this much buzz if she is part of his final story yeah so, yeah. So basically, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent, but I think it's Victoria or Hannah Ann. Mm-hmm. I could see it going either way. Do you think Hannah Brown will come back at all in the next few episodes? No, no. definitely not. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I think, I think everyone's uh, over it. Yeah. 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 I do not think. No, I don't, I don't know why Hannah Brown would be like, no, I just think she's like has too much class. So mm-hmm. getting to that, Hannah Brown. I think Hannah Brown will be the next Bachelorette. Hannah Brown 2.0. Hannah Brown? Or you mean 
just Hannah Brown again. Oh, yeah. I mean, just Hannah Brown 2.0. <laughs> um, let me tell you, Maddie Pruitt has a little under a million followers already, which mm-hmm. is incredible. That's mm-hmm. eight, um, kind of modeling Hannah G's climb in social media. Hannah Schlush, whatever, has 6,007. So still quite a lot. Um, Victoria is going to have far less than that. Victoria has 400 and something. So no surprise there. They don't all love Victoria. Um, But Hannah Brown, the world loves. She's great television. She has 2.6 million followers. Um, She's super entertaining. She did not find love. She needs a victory lap. And either she's going to decide personally to go another career route. Or I think either Hannah Brown, Tasha. Yeah, I don't really see any of the girls from this season be the next Bachelorette. Hmm. So I think they're going to have to go with someone else mm-hmm. from the past mm-hmm. or they're going to skip a season of the bachelorette, but I could see them going with Hannah Brown 2.0 in the fall or maybe Tasha if Tasha goes on mm-hmm. paradise scan or mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I can't wait to find out. It's going to be a bachelor packed a year. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> Mine is listen to your heart. I'm very Listen excited. to your heart. Summer games. Bachelor in Paradise, The Bachelorette. I can't. I can't. But uh, yeah. Any thoughts on my theories? Any? I could see any of those. And I, and I really like, I just find it so fascinating that you can get a sense of like what the edits are might mean because you've seen so many of the seasons. I mean, all of them. Um, mm-hmm. And it is. It's something to to consider. Like, oh, I should also. Technic- can I also note? Yeah. Can I note one more thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to share this. So the other reason why I feel like Victoria could be getting, yeah, you know, like the bad girl edit who actually mm-hmm. wins. Mm-hmm. So this has been preceded by two other former Bachelor at contestants, um, both season fourteen and sixteen. So mm-hmm. season fourteen was Jake Pavelka's season. Mm-hmm. Um, the other pilot and he picked Vienna. So Vienna, um, also got a date like early enough on. So like clearly had interest early enough on. Mm-hmm. So like actually here's another reason why I think it's super kind of interesting and in parallel. Tinley got the first impression rose. Hannah got the, fr- Hannah Ann got the first impression rose. Mm-hmm. Tinley was in the final two, but did not win. I kind of think Hannah Ann will be in the final two, but will not win. Mm-hmm. Um, or win his heart, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, or be his final girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Vienna got an early-ish date. Um, uh, what's her name? Victoria got a pretty early date, like mm-hmm. third week or so. Um, and then also Vienna was the last name he called on the fourth, fifth, and seventh um, episodes. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, when you call the girls you're keeping, yeah. she was the last name. Mm. Let me parallel. And then Vanna was the one he picked. Mm-hmm. So let me parallel that to now and an, one more season. Mm-hmm. So another season was Courtney and Ben Flanick. Ben Flanick was the 16th bachelor. Courtney was disliked from the beginning from other girls and social media. She was a model. People just didn't like her. She kind of had like gave mean girl vibes of like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to win. I'm going to like take Ben. 
And, um, but Courtney was kind of a front runner throughout, but they really downplayed her edit because I think she was such a strong front runner that they tried to make it like contemptuous between the two of them or like show, show things that like it wouldn't be her. Mm -hmm. So like even his other top three got like really positive edits. Um, but Courtney got like the worst edit and who won Courtney also, who was the last name he called some of the last finals rose ceremony, Courtney. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that (laughs) because it's the same trend right now with, uh, Peter's season. Um, so remember I just said, I think that, you know, he's calling her name last. It's, um, like Peter's Victoria in my, in my opinion might be his final, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so here's the proof, right? So we're in season 24 now. So if it's Victoria, I think it's modeling seasons 14 and 16 as a reminder. And Victoria was the last name he called this most recent episode. And Victoria, yeah, her first one-on-one was week three. So I don't know. I I feel like there sir, I feel like in Peter's mind, Victoria is his final one, Victoria. Mm -hmm. And that's why it shook him when she potentially was going to walk away. Mm -hmm. Um, How it's going to play out because he listens to his emotions. I don't know. Interesting. We'll see. I know. I'm excited. I know. So, um, yeah, so that's it for this season. Um, stay tuned. I'm going to give a quick, quick, oh my gosh, quick update on Crystal and Chris. Okay, quick update. Um, this weekend, Crystal Nielsen and Chris Randone, newly married couple, Um, They got married in June 2019 um, from the most recent season of Bachelor in Paradise. That's where they met. They announced a separation publicly. Um, They're calling it a conscious separation. Uh, It appears that Chris is now um, living in Florida. Um, As Crystal says, he has an exciting adventure right now in Florida. And um, she's still in San Diego with the two dogs. Um, Here's what she said at the end of a post she just put up. Um, She said, in the past, I've turned to bad habits to numb out the pain. But I know now after extensive personal development this past year that these pain bodies only harbor in us and continue to fester at a later time in life. And it's not until we deal with it head on that we can evolve, grow, and become a better human being and soul. Um, She said, so we are both staying present, sitting in stillness and focusing on radical self-care as we come from a place of love and compassion on how we can best support each other. All right. I have no idea what that means. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're hurting, if they're happy. It just, it seems so bizarre. Um, Also, like, I get that you have to make a post of a happy picture of you and your husband to say you're separating um, when you're in the public eye like they are. Um, and I just think it's interesting that they're like calling it a separation or like they're choosing to separate, you know, they just got married less than a year ago. Um, but that's, what's happening with Chris and Crystal. Uh, she showed on her Instagram that 
uh, on her stories that uh, the two of them FaceTimed and she took some photos of Chris looking very happy. So I, I don't know. I'm so confused by it all. Are they still in love, but like they need to follow different career paths or are they just genuinely like, is he addicted to drugs or something? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it's the most bizarre thing to uh, choose to go through a separation or likely divorce this early on to marriage. Um, but the reality is this happens all the time. And those first two years are really vulnerable. Um, so I wish them the best, whatever that is. And, um, you know, kind of another unhappy coupling in Bachelor Nation. <sighs> you know, I was like looking through the Bachelor in Paradise couples and it appears that from all the seasons, there's really only about one a season that has lasted. Um, the very first season, there was a couple who also got married and divorced, although we can't really call it a real divorce. Um, they technically got married in, um, in Mexico. <laughs> so I don't think Mexico counts for a legal marriage in the United States. And that was Lucy uh, Fadul and Marcus. Uh, Marcus has since remarried, um, but, uh, they technically were the only other, I guess, first marriage and divorce in any of bachelor history. Um, all the other couples who've been married in bachelor nation are still together. So this is definitely heavy news for bachelor nation to see a couple get married and potentially divorce. Uh, we really, really hope the best for them. Uh, again, the uh, remaining bachelor in paradise likely married couples are, are Jade and Tamar, Tanner from season two, Carly and Evan from season three, uh, no one from season four, except Raven and Adam who are about getting married this May. And then from season five, Astrid and Kevin, who will be getting married, I think in 2020 as well. Um, and that's it. Uh, also Hannah and Dylan are still together. Who knows when they're going to get married. Um, but, Actively, Astrid and Kevin and um, Raven and um, Adam are planning weddings. So, um, you know, it looks like there's about one a season of success. And unfortunately, it might not work out for Crystal and Chris. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, guys. <laughs> that was a long episode. Thanks for bearing with me. And uh, thanks again to my producer, Chelsea. I hope you guys liked today's episode. Um, maybe it made you think new things about um, kind of the edits that people are getting, how productions evolved, how they, you know, impact the lead and the contestants. And um, yeah, honestly, I'd love to know your thoughts and theories. You know, this show is so much fun and it's meant to be enjoyed. So write to us on our podcast page on the Wings of Love podcast. Tell us your thoughts and please please, please, please subscribe and rate the episode and any other episodes you listen to on Apple podcast. We could definitely use some love. Um, I've gotten some great reviews, um, from previous episodes, but would love to have more and know more of my followers. So have a great day. We'll see you guys soon. On the Wings of Love is hosted by me, Marilyn Green, produced by Chelsea Dick Smith, with music by Purple Planet. Thanks so much for listening to On the Wings of Love. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
on the Wings of Love, a bachelor's podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at on the Wings of Love podcast. Please comment, rate, and subscribe. We would love to have your reviews. And I'll see you guys next time.